1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Spurs fans around the world, welcome to another Spurs show. It's Theo Delaney here speaking to you from lovely North London. I've got an esteemed panel of Tottenham Hotspur experts with me, long-suffering ones. Uh, Welcome back, Mark Trainus. How are you, Mark? I'm good,
2: thank you, Theo. Good to be back.
1: Nice to see you. Nice to see you. a familiar face from our live uh, our live nights, of course. Or oh, another familiar face. One, I would say one of our longest serving uh, team members, Andy Linden, is here. Hello, Andy. Oh, we are lovely to be back. Nice to see you, mate. And also, welcome back, literary agent to the stars, Mr. Matthew Hamilton. How are you, Matthew?
3: I'm oh, very good, thanks, Theo. Good to be back.
1: Yeah, good to see you, mate um well we we were just saying that we had a, a small preamble as you do before the show and there's a there's a straight it's such a weird uh season this because i mean obviously we expect a roller coaster ride but the depths we were in if you think about it in uh you know in early early autumn compared to now we're all quite sanguine and content i'm not going to say smug but it 's not far off from a, on a tottenham scale. it 's pretty we 're all feeling pretty self satisfied at the moment, which always spells danger, of course, it really does. but uh, as I speak to you uh, here from north london we've just uh, we 're fresh from a, an entertaining and uh, reasonably comprehensive victory in the f a Cup against Brighton and ove Albion uh, we, we've got, we're on a lot, a good run in the league, apart from, obviously, we've played Chelsea in a, any competition we lose. But apart from that, we're on a very good run. And we have two enticing home games uh, ahead of us. But let's, let's, do this, let's do this in chronological order. Let's, first of all, talk about the Brighton game. Mark, did you see
2: it? I did. Uh, I watched at home. Um, and I was really impressed. Really impressed. Lovely to see Romero back. I mean, this guy's going to be a Rolls Royce of a player. Just got to keep him away from playing international football, yeah, and picking yeah. up injuries. But it was it was great to see him play, and great to see the new boys get good minutes. Yeah, and Ben Tankour, another one, just looks like a Rolls Royce of a player.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look like class acts. They both look like technically just really, really good players. They look like players who are, and this is an unusual thing for Spurs and reason. Who they look like? I mean, obviously, it's one one cameo role each, but they look like value for money. What did you think, Andy?
0: Yes, um, what we saw of him, the uh, the deep-lying midfielder looks as though he's got something about him. Don't know too much about the Swede. uh, Very left-footed. Cuts inside. Uh, Nice slide-ball pass to... um, Bergwijn. Bergwijn, yes. uh, Which, oh, right, he kind of scuffed it and ballooned it. But... I thought, I, I, I don't know about you guys, I actually thought that the first 35 minutes, our pressing was the best I've seen all season. We had shape uh, and we worried Brighton. And I was, you know, as I always am, very um, sceptical. <laughs> Whenever we play anyone, really, it could be all the shock, the reserves. Uh, but... Um, I saw our pressing was great. I, I, I saw Kane probably had his best game this season. He Not only did he score, but he was at times Hoddle-esque. Mm. Some of those balls he was spraying, and he was it almost looked like he was a move in front of everyone else. Uh, we had shape. Uh, We pressed, as I say, and we we worked as a unit. And Potter even said that they were too good for us in the first half. And I thought it was a a, a very impressive performance. Yes, Brighton did come into the game in the second half because we did get slightly overrun in midfield. I think Brighton are a very well-coached team. Yeah, but he made the subs, don't you think, guys? At the right time, conchi Absolutely, it was. It was. It had.
1: It had everything you want, didn't it? Because it was good to watch, wasn't it? It was a good game to watch. The new boys look good. Romero. I mean, Romero just looks like. I mean, we've hardly seen anything of him, but whenever we see him, he just looks like on a different level. Who stood out for you, Matthew? <laughs> I think him particularly.
3: I mean, he was absolutely fantastic. It feels like he's like I don't know. Out of all the signings we've had in recent years, that's the one that you can imagine. Really, kind of hero worshiping in the future, can't we I mean, I mean, he's just so skillful and 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 sort of quite cleverly dirty as
1: well. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think tanker has got that in his uh, locker as well. I mean, yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want to stereotype anyone, but ben Tanker and him, they both look like they're used to a bit of a shit housing. <laughs> exactly. They're no strangers to it. Yeah, I mean, that's right. With Romero, he looks like he enjoys every aspect of, of the game, including that. Inc- yeah. I mean, there was that amazing challenge. I don't know. I can't remember who it was on where he just, he was, who, was it, who was it? I think it was
2: Flypackle on, it, it on Lanty. Yeah. yeah
1: well, he just, just sort of bounced him off the, out of out of the field of play, but league, but you know, he got the ball. So it was all fun. And you just think, this is a guy, shades of Graham Roberts, a man who likes to win the ball and also deposit the opponent somewhere in, in rows D or E, you know, uh, in the process. And, but of course, so classy as well on the ball, totally classy, and so confident. The funny thing about him is, you know, a lot of players need time to settle in. They come from other leagues. they you know, they're it's a it's a new country to them. He just looks like he's swaggering around as if he's been here all the way along. He just doesn't give. He couldn't give a monkey's. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm I'm probably the best defender in
2: uh, in Europe. And uh, here I go, you <laughs> lucky bastards. And he's not kicked the ball for three months. Yeah, exactly.
1: Is exactly. that? I mean, he that's, the, that's the thing. Back.
2: It's like. He came back from from a three month a serious hamstring injury. Yeah, yeah. And he looked like he'd been playing for the last three months.
1: Yeah, total total self assurance is blessed with, and we love. I mean, that, at, at that level, I always think conviction is such a massive part of any footballer's makeup, isn't it? Uh, uh, to be a really good. I mean, you talk about Kane as well, Andy. I mean. He just looks like back to being really happy, and he, and he, afterwards they asked him about Conti. and it just seems it. I think someone like Kane needs to have a boss that he totally and utterly believes in and respects. Thanks. But yeah. those two things first, and then third, likes. But the first two things are more important to Kane. He wants to believe he can if he because he wants to be the best in the world. So he wants a, he wants a, a manager who might be the best in the world as well. He thought that might be Mourinho. We all knew. It was disavowed of that quickly, but with Pochettino, he had that, you know, and now he's. It seems he's got it again, and suddenly he's firing on all, on all cylinders. How do you think he'll? Um, how do you do you think these new guys have got a chance to get in the team, Mark?
2: I think Brenton Cool, yes, because he's been playing regularly for Juve, and I think, I think, uh, do you think Kula he should be
1: first choice.
2: Well, with no skip for a couple of weeks as well, yeah. I think. I think he, you might, think he just, might get in ahead yeah, of week. I think, I think so. And if you look at the games after the uh, we've got coming up, Southampton and Wolves, we've got we've got four away games to come. We've got City, Burnley, Leeds, all in the Premier League, and then Borough in the FA Cup. That's so it's a really bit of a slog. Yeah, but it's an opportunity to catch up on the teams above us. Arsenal have only got three games in that period. Chelsea have only got one. Yeah. Premier League game because they're away playing the Club World Cup and they're playing in the Carabao Cup final. So they've only got one Premier League game in the next three weeks, four weeks. So we've actually got an opportunity to lay down a marker here. But I think I think Benton will start tomorrow night. Right. I don't think I don't think Kulisevsky will. But the interesting thing I was going to say was um just watching Conte's press conferences, every every week you just get a much bigger insight into the person. And today's was, was really eye-opening insofar as he was talking about Kane's fitness. That probably, Kane said he's probably the fittest he's been in years. And Conti just wants to work and improve every player, including Kane. He thinks he can make Kane better. Yeah. And that shows you where Conte's mind is at. Yeah, if he can make Kane better...
1: Yeah. And and it just shows you why Kane loves him because Kane wants to be as good as he can possibly be. He wants to be the best, doesn't he? And if he believes that this guy can make him better, then and it already he's got him back
2: up to, and I think, to peak yeah, levels. I was going to say the other thing Conti said was was that he includes Kane in the conversations on how he wants the team to play, how he wants the and tactics and stuff. So he's really got into Kane's head as well, which is good. Because his head was in such a bad place in July and August last year, yeah, Kane's C- days, not yeah, yeah,
1: Absolutely, I mean, you could just see it, can't you? It's like what I mean. Uh, the mental aspect is so you could—it's uh, almost written on his forehead. Oh, I'm miserable, and now it's written on his forehead. I'm happy again. It's, <laughs> as, it's as clear as that, isn't it? It's so clear in his demeanour, and uh, and with a lot of players, how how. Confident. I think the bookmakers, I haven't checked today, but I think the bookmakers have got us narrow favourites now to make top four. Do you think we can do that, Matthew?
3: I do think we can do that. And I think, I mean, well, cautious, <laughs> cautiously, I think that. Um, I think that I think we're going to get quite a boost from not having those players, you know, Dombalay and Ali around the training ground with all the problems. So that, I don't know whether that had anything to do with the fact that we just started, like we looked so kind of light and energetic in a way against Brighton that we haven't done for, well, for about three or four years, really.
1: <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it, how departures can have as much of a positive effect as arrivals. I mean, yeah. So the whole political makeup must have changed within yeah, the club. I mean, when you think what Poch did, of course, the legend of Poch when when he, you know, when he first turned up and in the, he wasn't really getting very good results at all. And there was a big showdown and he just rooted out a lot of, Players, you almost feel. I mean, they were good players, and the Lennon and and Kabul and all that. It all it definitely had their moments, but there was something about them. They weren't, yes, yeah. they weren't buying into it.
2: And he made. He also made. He made some tough decisions because he also got rid of Dawson in, in his first window. Michael Dawson went.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Dawson, it wasn't obviously to do with his attitude or anything like that. But he just thought, no, i but- I've got to get the the squad, the size of the squad. I've got to be serious about who I actually think we've got, got a future with." And uh, do you think? Uh, do you think there's any others he could have got rid of, Andy? Uh,
0: well, uh, well, I think you've mentioned. I mean, Cabal was added by. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's. Um... But I mean, I mean, um, Conte. I mean Conte. So Conte. You talking yeah. about Conte? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Look, I, unfortunately Donbelly, when he came, I had high hopes for yeah, him. We were, all did, yeah. uh, I looked at this player, I thought, nah, technically very good. He can drop a shoulder, beat yeah. the player, got an eye for a pass. Yeah. And but he obviously had yes, an attitude problem, but fitness issues, struggled with the physicality of the game over here. He's not alone. Same with the Celso. Um Yes, good for Argentina, but as we know, um, also, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but I think in the last couple of seasons, uh, due to the pressing game, I actually think the game in the Premierships got quicker and they're not mobile enough. And that, to be honest with you, that applies to Ali as well. I just don't think those three were mobile um, you look at uh, going back to the Brighton game, um the running off the ball, and what impressed me most was the pressing. Kane, Sean, they're all uh and, and that's what worried Brighton. Uh and yes, I mean could he got rid of uh, more players? Only time will tell. I think uh, he's got his own agenda, can't he? I think the board, I think they've got to trust him, guys. I really. I mean in my opinion again I don't want to tempt providence but we could have a manager here he could it could be the best thing since Bill Nick
1: well one thing's for sure if they don't trust him they're really re- that would be an incredibly stupid thing wouldn't it to get a manager that good in 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 the in the bloody organisation and then start pissing him about or just questioning him or anything like that it would be insane I mean, you look at the difference uh, you know under Nuno we were, we were running the least amount of any club in the league under Pochettino we were running the most amount and now as we've all said on you look at them on Saturday and he's gotten back up to full or getting very close to full pelt again and that again it's not difficult to see
0: the effect is it? I just feel that um, I think the next transfer window will be very telling I just believe that you know Lewis and Levy, that old um, Boardville act. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I just feel that they got to trust him. I know it's a gamble. I know that, you know, I just feel that this could be the guy that, you know, we could lift something with this fella. And I love his honesty. Uh, and he, he he's obviously got the status and the balls to talk to Levy. Um, uh, uh, whereas Pop didn't really, uh, he he didn't have that. But this guy has said it all, uh, you know, where he said, look, the focus of this club has been off the pitch. The focus on this club now needs to be on the pitch.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Funnily enough, there was a a film uh, that I was involved in that made by the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust, which said exactly that in the summer. And Conti's turned up and said the same thing. You know, this is a football club first. What's the point of a football club? If you're not trying to win on the pitch, it's a a pointless thing. You might as well have another business. Sometimes, of course, people have accused uh, Levy and Lewis of treating it like another business, more more to do with real estate. But anyway, let's take a break because after that, we're going to look forward to this uh, Southampton game. now before we uh, talk about the Southampton fixture for premium content including a daily news show ex-player interviews and original documentary series on Spurs go to patreon.com forward slash Spurs show and support our show in the process Spurs show live season ticket events this season you can go to season.spursshow.net to sign up for those and we've got David Pleat coming out in February he was supposed to do January but he um, he, he was unwell so he's coming in February which is great we had Martin Chivers in January which is a really good night where we um we got martin chivers to name his all-time spurs 11 and we had it was a really good good fun was had by all almost um, caused the riot it, it, yeah, almost caused, it was a great night um so that's good. So get involved in that. Get your get your Spurs show season ticket for, for our uh, regular live events. Then, of course, there'll be a major live event, as there always is, at the end of the season at the 100 Club. And May the 26th is the date to put in your diary for that. I cannot quite yet disclose who the special guests are going to be. I can only say they will be special. Um. Uh, and... We're also doing an event, by the way, on May the 11th at the JW3 Community Centre. So that's another one. That's another good live event, which, uh, again, will be... Well worth uh, coming to. It's a lovely place at JW3 Community Centre. So May the 11th for that one. More details to follow next week. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please leave us a nice review on iTunes. Oh, there's merchandise. Mike Lee gives me this script, you see, and I don't necessarily know what's, what's coming, and this is exciting. Merchandise. Brand new Hume Son and Antonio Conte designed uh, T-shirts and hoodies and the like but also all the old classics, the Woolwich Wanderers one. That's that's a favourite. There's a Hoddle, an Aussie, a Chivers, a Bale, a Greaves, a Mackay, all those t-shirts, sweatshirts, and so on. Uh, Have a look in the show notes and you'll find a link to that. Uh, Next week, by the way, it's a music special. We do them every now and then. It'll be Mike will be welcoming Simon Raymond of the Cocteau Twins, Steve Norman from Spam New Bolly, and... Jar Wobble, the legend, the public image legend who's played with them all and is an absolutely brilliant Spurs show guest, as you will know if you're a regular listener. So that takes care of that. Now, later uh, uh, this coming weekend, we're going to be playing Wolves. That will be previewed in another show, which will be out later this week. But before then, of course, we've got to go. We've got home game. Uh, with Southampton tomorrow night, because we, we, as we record, this is Tuesday night, which I am so excited about. We haven't had a home league game since Boxing Day. <laughs> and um, uh, so here we are. We've got two in quick succession. And what with all the the, you know, the new signings, the upturn in form and everything, it, it just feels like an exciting prospect. Southampton's form has been pretty good. They look like a good side. They recently held Man City to a draw. Uh, so, there are no pushovers. How tricky do you see that one being, Matthew? Um, I
3: think it's been trickier than Brian, isn't it? Haven't I they think, I think got a couple of injury, injury worries?
1: Yeah, well, they're the, no, the the real
2: Bojo. star. Both yeah. is the star, it, it, but it, he's 50/50 and he 50 50, is he? could play. Back in training, to, back in training today, it might be yeah. in the squad. Uh, Nathan Teller's out. Yeah. And there is one other that's out as well.
3: You've got to yes. feel we've got to beat them, though. I mean, oh yeah, I mean not without too too much effort.
2: They're a very different side away from home, Southampton, than they are at home. They've only lost one home game all season. They're really tough to beat at St Mary's. And right. although we only had, they only had ten men against us for a whole half of football, it's still they're still a tough team to beat. And as long as you don't give away free kicks, yeah, sort of anywhere within forty yards from goal,
1: yeah,
2: Ward Prowse isn't going to score, is he? Yeah, just keep him in his own half. Yeah,
1: no, they're a, they're a decent side. He is a threat, obviously. They're, the rest of their attacking threats are a bit sort of in and out. They're not, they're, they would, You wouldn't call them consistent, but every now and then one of them has, does something. Uh, but as you say, Matthew, I mean, that is the sort of game, given where we are and how we've been playing, you would expect, yeah, should expect us to take three points from that. Andy, how do you see him? Um, do you think he'll pick the same team or something similar to the Brighton game?
0: Um, yes, possibly the same team, although I'd like to see Bentecure g- giving a run out. Um, uh, there's no skip there. I I, um, I would like to see this baller this get yeah, at least, you know, 60 minutes, see what he can do. Um, I'm seriously going to tempt Providence here and uh, regret this, but um, I think it's a game we should win. Uh, yeah. I think Mark is right. Look, I was at the Southampton game. Yes, they're very, very good at home. They fact, Southampton, have always been good at home, really. But um, I think we were a little unfortunate there as well. I mean, I was behind the goal there where that soft. That was. Oh, uh, the one that was disallowed, oh, yeah. Come on. That was bollocks. Bollocks. Bullshit. I was actually right behind the goal and he. he yeah. was, that was a blunder. But anyway, look. Um, Yes um in a full we're in, what was saying? you don't have to do a prediction yet all oh, right i but, i'm glad you're working on
1: it though cuz obviously yeah. you will be forced yeah. to do one before before we go
0: first thing about doing a bloody
1: podcast um.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what i think you know what i find interesting is the wing back positions because it was very much said that we were after a right wing back we didn't get one and um he seems to be backing There's been a lot of question marks, particularly over uh, Royale, um, Emerson Royale, uh, but he seems to be backing him. And I thought he played... I think he's been a bit... He's been... Slightly unfairly received, right? I think he's all right. I think he put, he's certainly full of commitment. Um, he's got pace. He's got an engine. Uh, the thing he's lacked, he has lacked up to now, is a is a good is a ball into the box and a, a cross. But apart from that, I think he's good, and I think he's improving. So he's obviously Doherty had a good uh, played a good cameo role in a recent game. Can't remember which one it was, but uh, so I think. Uh, there was a. I wondered whether he might actually back Doherty. and it's similar on the left-hand side. I mean, I, Cessignon. If you remember that Liverpool game, he looked really, really good, and I wondered if that was a close decision as well. But he seems to be going with uh, Royale and Regulon. Do you think that's? Do you think there? That's one of those parts of the pitch mark where where the other two are knocking on the door, Doherty and Cessignon.
2: Uh, not with Regul, not on the left side. I think Regulon is is head and shoulders uh, above Cessignon at the moment um both at both ends of the pitch i agree with you i think emerson's been really harshly treated i mean the guy when he arrived was 22 it was it was 23 last week i think he had his birthday so he was 22 when he arrived in the summer new country new language new culture new league two managers two different systems
1: apparently he's never played wing back before you know he's He's not a wing back. So he's a full back being converted into a wing back. And everyone's going, oh, bloody hell, he can't even cross the bloody thing.
2: He looked like I mean, one on Saturday on night.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he scored that extraordinary goal, didn't he? Which, of course, I think if you're in the ground, everyone thought it was an actual, yeah, just a brilliant, incredible shot. But uh, of course, it was somewhat fluky. But- amazing one, though,
3: wasn't it?
1: Yeah, great, I still, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he does I, he does offer that, and you want that. And your wing-back, you need the, the the lung-busting runs, don't you? And he, he can do it. He's got the engine, and he's got a bit of pace, and he's got – and as I say, total commitment, which you want um, in those those positions, the most demanding positions, aren't they? That's why you've got to have two players for each of those.
2: I still um, think he'll – I was going to say, I still think he'll go out and get a, a, a first-choice right wing-back in the summer, and he'll look at strengthening in the centre-back positions. Yeah. We've got we've – got, Theoretically, we've got no cover for Davis on that left side. No, um, you can you can shoehorn Romero into there and Dyer a little bit, but yeah. they're not comfortable on that side. Yeah. And uh, I think if you go into the next season with five centre backs, and there being Romero, Dyer, Davis, a new one, and Sanchez, and obviously then Tanganga then gets the opportunity to get loaned out. Rodon mm. will probably get shipped out. Mm. Then you're looking at a really strong back yeah.
1: line I mean they're they're hard to get aren't they left-footed um center center halves who can play yeah. in that system and that's that's one of the fortunate things is that Davis actually had already played there for Wales several mm. times and quite a lot so so because they're thin on the ground there's sp- specialists in that position but as you say yeah it would be good to have a, another option I mean Davis is fine he does okay but he's I've always thought of, I, I hesitate to criticize Davis because I think he's almost like a model professional but he's very sort of ordinary isn't he? He's a very ordinary Nothing player.
2: Spectacular. But he did no. appear in, it does start to appear in, in the opposition penalty area quite a lot at the moment. Yeah. Which yeah. is quite weird.
1: Yeah, but well, well that system again that the the, the... The the centre backs are encouraged. They're always encouraged it happens with um Sanchez gets forward quite a lot as well, doesn't he? I yeah, think he Sanchez is. has played well recently, actually. He's transformed, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. I, I liked him when he first turned He was yeah. really good in his first season, wasn't he? When he would play often in a back three with with uh Batongan and um Toby, and he was really good. I mean, he was really good. I thought, wow, you know, he looked he looked like he was worth the money. And then since then it's gone. I mean, he always had a gaff in him, of course, but but since then, he, he, he's gone backwards to the point where before Conti turned up, you're just thinking, oh, no, sorry, no, this isn't this isn't going to work. But he has rehabilitated. It's amazing. In the few weeks that we've had, well, how long has he been with us now? About two, three months, Conti. Some people he's resurrected, and some people he's shown the door. And you wouldn't have known which ones in advance. So he's resurrected Sanchez. He's resurrected Winks. Winks yeah. He's resurrected Davis, really. And he's chucked a... What the great thing about it is what you said, Andy. He's obviously got the chairman's ear because chairmen don't like to hear the cheap ones are the ones that are staying and the ones you spent all the money on are the ones we're kicking out. They don't like to hear that. But that's what he's basically said, isn't he?
0: But don't you think, guys, um, what I liked about Conti where he he questioned our strategy in the transfer market. And let's be brutally yeah. honest, guys. Um, it, well, in my opinion, our transfers in the last two or three seasons have been dollop. Absolute unadulterated dollop. Yeah. Um, Honestly, some of them you couldn't sell for dog meat. Um, (laughs) I hope, you know, Royal, um, perhaps you're right. This guy needs time, maybe five to ten years. Um, (laughs) And... Theo, you know, you were talking about crossing. Yeah, I don't think this lad could cross his legs. Um, he may come on. Which particular more, lad well, are
1: you talking about, well, Emerson look, Royale?
0: As much, as much, well, um, Royale, yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think the boy can cross himself. Um, but
1: even though he is a Catholic,
0: well, exactly. <laughs> You know, so he's he, you know he's got a lot to. Uh, so you know, you you think? Uh, I pointed out as well that, that, that yes, I think we will go for a right wing back because if we're going to play with wing backs and this is the way he he operates, then we are going to need an upgrade, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's quite keen as we he sees the wing backs very much as. Yes. Very, very important attackers. In fact, if you look at his system, a lot of fans have been saying for ages, well, midf- why haven't we got a number 10? Why haven't we re- ever replaced Ericsson and all that? He doesn't do that. That's just not what he does, Conti, if you look at it. There's no place in the team for a number 10, really. Sometimes he plays three in midfield, but even then, he's not really p- picking a, a sort of playmaker. And really, the creativity is about is as much as anything about the wingbacks getting forward at pace and, and putting balls in from there. And then it's about the two strikers playing as a team, which is quite an old-fashioned notion, really, isn't it? Son and uh, Kane as a front two in the Crooks, Crooks and Archibald tradition, Sheringham and uh, Klinsman.
2: But our, our our striker is plays number 10 anyway. You look at yeah. the, the, the pass through to Bergwijn. Yeah. He's the
1: playmaker. At Leicester.
2: Yeah. I mean, so yeah. what? why do you need a number 10 when yeah. you've got someone that can pass the ball like that? If yeah. you're playing with three up front, and the two of them are going to be runners, whether they're Son, whether it's Kulusevski, whether it's Lucas, whether it's Bergwijn. They're all quick. Yeah, is exactly. that Kane, Kane? will pick them out. Yeah, absolutely. Nine times out of ten.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the way he like. That's how he's. That's his. That's the way he plays. He just doesn't play in that in the way. It's a It's a very clearly defined, easy to understand system. A lot of it is about power and pace, but of course, he wants quality players to number two because at the end of the day that, that, like you say those, those pacey runs into the channels they've got to be you've got to find them we're so lucky to have Kane because he's multi-purpose like that isn't he he's a 10 and a 9
2: all, all, a Son, Son's acceleration the other night uh, yeah, for that, for that third goal was, yeah. was actually ridiculous yeah
1: yeah incredible incredible it's so great to have him back that's the other thing we've, we, we, we shouldn't forget is he was out wasn't he for quite a while Sonny and mm. he's come back hit the ground running lovely to see yeah i mean it's all I, i'm actually a bit i'm slightly um anxious about how good everything looks <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i don't really like it. it doesn't sit well with me i just think just, something's going to go wrong here but um i'll tell you what let's wrap this up because we've got another show to do later in the week for the walls game so what we'll do is i will now now the time has come to make you potentially make complete fools of yourselves but I will be joining in as well by making predictions for the Southampton game I'm going to start with you Mark
2: well I do a predictions game so I'm going to go with the score I've put in that which is 3-1 to Spurs
1: another 3-1 two in a row okay any particular do you want to do you see any particular scorers
2: I think Kane will score yeah probably two some Maybe with a yeah, goal, yeah, or maybe yeah. one of the defenders would be nice.
1: Yeah, why Romero
3: not? Romero
2: with a goal would be nice. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Yeah, uh, Matthew,
3: two 0 I think.
0: Yeah, clean sheet. Confident. clean sheet. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Andy, I was going to agree with Matthew actually, two 0 But uh, is that all right, or, or do I, have I got a? Um, no, yeah. you're you're
1: entitled to. You're perfectly uh, at liberty yes, to choose Matthew, the same scorer. I mean, we are. We, we do look good defensively. That's another good thing about this system, isn't it? I mean, you talk about the wingbacks being attackers, but you also, as soon as we haven't got the ball, we've got five defenders strung across the back. So it, it seems to work. It seems to work. I'm going to say four-one. <laughs> four-one. I've really have gone properly jinxed it now. And I think Kane will get at least a brace. Yeah. I think Kane is suddenly on fire. He's going to go on and most. I think Kane will challenge, but I'm really going mad now. <laughs> I think Kane's going to challenge at the top of the goal scorers chart in the Premier League, having given the rest of them a half-season head start. They are, that's how insane I've gone.
2: And he's only 30 off of Greaves' total is he now. Yeah,
1: and he'll be yeah. fully focused on that. Because it looks like he's thinking, I'm staying i'm staying with as long as this blokes here, I'm here because all of the things I need to achieve I think i'm going to achieve with him with with, with him mm. I mean the only thing he could he reckoned he could achieve everything at Man City apart from one thing he couldn't be the man who made Tottenham into a trophy winning team this way he could do everything he possibly you know again i'm completely getting carried away <laughs> everything he could achieve elsewhere plus the really magic thing to become you know. If, he st- if we start winning trophies and he beats Griez's record, he could he could be the greatest player in Tottenham Hotspur's history.
2: 90, right, I've got to stop now. 90, 90, <laughs> yeah, goals, off, 90 yeah. goals off Shearer's Premier League record as well. Right. That's that's not a lot either.
1: Shearer is quaking in his boots. He's lying awake at night, tossing and turning, thinking, that bastard He's coming <laughs> for me. He's bloody coming for me. All right. We're going to be back later in the week, everyone. But for now... Andy, Mark, Matthew, thank you so much. This is Theo Delaney in North London saying, Go, you snooze! If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show,
3: check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.